Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 84 of Cross Atlantic Gaming. I'm your host, Ricky the Kid, and joining me this week for a very, very special episode are my co-hosts, Chocolate Bear. Hello. Moose. What's up, friends? And uh, uh, some of the community sprinkled in throughout the show. Uh, today's episode is our Game of the Year episode, the second annual Cross-Atlantic Gaming Game of the Year episode. Uh, I think you guys are in for a treat. It was a good one last year, and I think this one will be just as good, if not better, right? Yes, Always sir. Better. Always just... better. It's supposed to get better, right? Yeah, the more I you think... listen. Well, it's hard to come off of last year's you know, game library, too, though, so... It's okay That's to have true. down years. That makes the, the up years better. Yeah, so we may have less quality games to talk about, but hopefully the show is still good. <laughs> yeah, but I, I look back and, you know, I played 40 games this last year, so couldn't have been that bad. That's They're all games that came out this year. That's Yes, sir. That is impressive. I know. I was surprised. If, if only there was an easy way to figure all that out, huh? I know. Yeah, there's there's not a comprehensive list anywhere that I could find easily. So I, I basically found five or six different lists and went through all of them and lit, or, you know, made a list of all the games I played this year, and it tallied up to 40. That's crazy. Yes, wow. sir. Just need something to that holds all of our libraries in one spot. No, I just need and more hours so I can finish 40 games a year. That's impossible. Nobody right? can do that. Well, if you get paid for it as a job, possibly. That's true. I guess if it was your job to just play video games, you'd probably be good. And you'd probably hate it, too. Yep. <laughs> Anyways, the format for tonight's show is going to be a little bit different. Um, obviously, because it's our Game of the Year episode, we're not going to be doing news. We're not going to be talking about what we played this week. We're we're just going to be doing award show things, talking about our favorite games from 2019, having some community members chime in about their favorite games, uh, and maybe hand out a few silly awards to some deserving games. Some superlatives, if you will, for the year. 100%. Uh, but to start this party off, and uh, I should say that these are in no particular order. We right. will go over our top five lists, as it were, at the very end. Um, we're just going to kind of go through each game, talk about which ones people liked, uh, that kind of thing. So, Moose, if you yes, want to kick it off... What is, give me one game that one, is in your top five this year. One game from the list. Okay. Um, let's talk about Link's Awakening just a little bit. Let's do it. So, uh, I never played this when it came out in, I, I think it was the 90s on the Game Boy. So, it was all new to me, and it was just a pleasurable experience all around. The The artistry in it, the graphics, everything was just cute and beautiful and you know it felt real nice and the game was challenging uh, not gonna lie use the google a few times but uh i don't know how you could do it without google uh you couldn't have because <laughs> right. we were playing this game side by side right. and it was just kind of like uh moose i either need your help or i'm going to google because yeah. some of these puzzles you had are to impossible. kill these bosses in a particular order in order for the door to open exactly so Nintendo but, uh, must have raked in the money back in the nineties with the Nintendo Hotline. Oh, dude, the Nintendo Hotline and then the guides. Yeah. They used to charge like forty or fifty bucks for those guides. That's why it was I, almost I, as I'm much s- as a game. I think 
it still blows my mind that those companies that make the actual like hard copy guides are still in business when the yeah. internet is a thing. <laughs> exactly. Well, some people just like it for, you know, nostalgia and having it as a collector's item type deal. That's true. Either way, Link's Awakening. What a uh what a remake for it sure. It was great. Is... Yeah. Good deal. All Bear, right. did you get the get a chance to get a hold of that game at all or see it or anything? I haven't. I need to, but so many games have come come out this year. Right. I I kind of let that one go past me. I was uh what was I playing? I was playing the first Links or the first Zelda game. Oh yeah, cuz they and just dropped that on the Super the Super Nintendo. Uh, yeah. Uh, Thing, um, download whatever it's called it's uh, like the Nintendo yeah. Arcade but they don't call that it anymore yeah and I do, do you know what Nintendo I haven't even finished that online sorry Bear no it's okay I, do, I haven't even finished that I don't even think I got past the first castle so um, yeah I'm a bad 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 person so you only have a few more Zelda games to get through and then you can play this one exactly um, one day when I hit probably 50 or 60 perfect <laughs> All right, so game number one off the list, Link's Awakening. That's a good one, Moose. All right, next up, let's hand it over to a member of the community to give us their top five from 2019. Here you go. Hey, guys. Ladonian here doing my Game of the Year awards for 2019. Uh, Odd year in gaming for me. Did not get to play as much as I normally would. Becoming a dad kind of held things up, but um, here we go. All right, in number five, I got Anthem and Division 2. Uh, both these games kind of have a special place in my heart. I loved Anthem for about a three-week period. Uh, feeling like Iron Man has never been better uh, in a game. Division 2, I was a fan of as well, but unfortunately, I became a dad like three weeks after it came out, so did not get to put nearly as much time as I would have liked. Um, number four, Apex Legends. This game surprised me. When I first uh, played it in the first like day, I didn't really like it that much. There was too much going on. The gunplay felt sloppy. But as the seasons progressed, I had more and more fun. Um, and it's always good not to have building. Um, now that Fortnite, kind of, you have to be a master builder, like the Lego movie. Um, all right. Uh, number three. Mario Maker 2. So I always wanted to own the first one, but I never owned the uh, previous Nintendo. And so I got Mario Maker 2 um, because I've never been good at platformers ever in my life. So um, I've played Mario 64, Galaxy 1 and 2, and Odyssey. Those are the only Mario games I've ever beaten. And so I was always embarrassed how bad I was at old school Mario games. And so I got this game to hopefully help me become better. And it worked. I'm now decent at Mario platformers and yeah, having fun doing it. So number two, I thought about putting this at the game of the year, but um, I played one game more. So Pokemon Sword, um, new Pokemon game that actually challenged me. Encountering new Pokemon was fun and exciting. And even though they told you how to beat opponents with effective moves and stuff like that you still had to have that pokemon on your team so i thought it was fun really enjoyed it pokemon sword and shield awesome games and my game of the year is dauntless um this one moose got me to jump into and i really had no idea what it was and honestly i played it way more than i thought i'd ever play it and had so much fun doing it 
I loved how it was cross-platform, free to play, always stuff to do, and it looked great. It was fun. It's all you need in the game. So Dauntless is my game of the year. Special mention goes to Star Wars. Um, I haven't yet gotten a chance to play um, the uh, game yet. So uh, Fallen Order will be a Christmas gift, hopefully. And yeah, I will let you guys know what I think of it when I get it. So everyone have a great holiday season. Happy New Year. And I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. All right. So Dauntless taking the number one spot for Ladonian. I was not expecting that. I'm going to be honest. I completely forgot that game came out this year. Yeah. <laughs> I played it for like And I, I actually I enjoyed it compared to Monster, Monster Hunter because it seemed easier. Yeah. yeah. I think when, when it came out, we called it Monster Hunter Lite. Yeah, yeah, which is exactly what I need. <laughs> yeah, so it was fun for um, I don't know a month or so, but I think we got to like the higher level monsters, and either we would get destroyed or we couldn't beat it or something, and I fell off, and I guess he stuck with it. Good for him, and now you can play it on your Switch too. So I know everywhere that's PC, only working in his favor. It's all 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 platforms, and it's cross play, cross save, all that stuff. Cross everything, yeah. awesome, good deal. Ladonian be. Right. Yeah, how all games should be. <laughs> I'd love, yeah, all games to be cross everything. Yep. Uh, well, hey, Ladonian, thanks for that. But moving on, let's uh, let's hand out an award, Moose. What do you say? All right. Um, let's go with uh, our first award of the year goes to the best UPS simulator. Bear, you got an answer for us? I have. Hang on. Oh, that was a little bit loud. <laughs> Death Stranding. (laughs) Come on down. Come get your award. Congrats, Death Stranding, on your award. All right. Next up, Chocolate, tell us about one of your favorite games that came out this year. So I am going to hit you with Gears 5. Um, Oh, boy. Yes. So it was... It was gut-wrenching. Um, a game that I really hated riding that skiff. Jesus, shoot me now if I have to ever ride a skiff again. I'm not playing it. Um, however, the story was emotional, heart wrenching. No spoilers, but yeah, it um, it was a really tough decision to to make the penultimate. In Act 4, well, Act 3, wasn't it? And then you had Act 4, yeah, so it was Act 3. You had to make a big, big decision, and it was tough. And I applaud the Coalition for for a really good story. Um, but if you put a skiff in Gear 6, I'm going to shove it straight up your... <laughs> Hold on, mate. Bum. Yes. Backside. So, yeah, I'd, the game, the story was superb. Um, it felt Gears, the gameplay, everything was Gears... But like I said, that skiff, that was probably the worst part of the whole game for for myself. And I'll say it probably had to be one of the best looking games that came out this year, for sure. Oh, very good. They did. I think the way they contrasted the the ice mission to going to the the desert, those colors just worked really well and really popped as well. It was um, it was great. Really good. And this wasn't on your list, correct, Moose? Correct. All right, mine neither. 
awesome though definitely an honorable mention game for for me um yeah gears 5 is dope I make sure you play it guys i didn't get deep enough into it but i will there i promise it's it's hard doing the whole uh changing the way gears plays they've gone from kind of that very linear story go from a to b to this open world which you have to do all the things in the open world anyway to progress all side as, missions uh, to progress the story exactly exactly it was a, it was a massive change um but yeah, like i said the story was shadow of a doubt superb loved it awesome gears five everybody all right next up let's move or throw it over to another member of the community for their top five of 2019. Hey everyone, Cabo here, and I would like to give you all my top five games for 2019. Starting at number five with The Division 2, Gears 5 at number four, Pokemon Shield at number three, Resident Evil 2 Remake at number two, and my game of the year for 2019 goes to Fire Emblem Three Houses. Alright, and if you're familiar with our last year's Game of the Year episode, you will know that Cabo is coming at you with something short and sweet. Yep. Man, a few words. Thanks, Cops. <laughs> and this time, accompanied by a jet engine. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Cobbs. Um, Fire Emblem. Heck of a game. And uh, maybe we'll be talking about it later. We'll see. All right. Moose, it's time to dish out another award. All righty. The next game award is going to the best value in gaming. Hmm, I wonder who's going to win this one, Bear. Well, this was a tough decision. I'm just going to open my uh, envelope. And believe it, it's Game Pass. Congrats. What a shocker. <laughs> <laughs> Some might say the best value in gaming. Yeah, I explain it as a Netflix of Xbox to people. And they're like, oh, really? Awesome. That sounds awesome. It, it is. 100%. Really Congrats uh, to Game Pass on yeah. your award. I was actually talking to my nephew earlier today, and he's like, I'm, I'm actually surprised how many games I played in Game Pass this year that I wouldn't even you know, try or check out unless it was in there. Yeah, and just with their first party stuff all being in there, it's just, whew, right. can't beat it. Oh, definitely. So good. And the rewards to boot as well. Helps so much. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Um, all right. So let's dive into another game. This time, we're coming my way. And that game that I want to talk about is Control. Some of you may have seen this one coming, but Control is definitely one of my top five games of the year. Um, I think coming off of Star Wars and then playing this game did a lot for me uh, because the movement and all of the abilities you had in this one, even though they closely mirrored uh, Fallen Order, a lot of ways they did things better, and the game felt smoother as a whole. So it had that going for it. It was an action platform, or not an action platformer, a uh, action adventure game right. um, from the third person perspective. Just it's my favorite thing ever. Uh, and the story is really what sold me. You were this girl Jesse who shows up at this oldest house thing, and it's just it's this place that it keeps transforming and changing. And the whole game takes place inside of this one building that's constantly changing its shape and expanding right. it's the bureau uh, of control right yeah the bureau of control the F fbc yeah <laughs> um <laughs> different yeah so not only did you have a great setting uh the story hurt my brain and i think that's great when i 
fall into a new story that I haven't seen before or even come close to seeing before. There was a ton to explore uh, narratively. And then the abilities were great, like I said. And then you had this thing called the service weapon, which is another neat thing that has different forms that it can take. Right. Uh, and that's, that's the best part about it is it can turn into a pistol. It'll turn into like a sniper, a machine gun, shotgun. Uh, so you just had this one weapon and there's like a lot of lore behind the weapon. It wasn't just uh, a weapon that can change shapes for the sake of it being a weapon that can change shapes. It's like there, once you became the director, that was the weapon that you got. And that the same way a lightsaber works as a, Star Wars, not aficionado. Or yes. Harry Potter, or the yeah, one chooses oh, yeah. you, the having the wand that chooses. Yeah, that's probably a better, a better correlation there. God, you guys that. are such nerds. Parallel. <laughs> <laughs> the wand chooses you, Harry. Uh, but yeah, for those reasons, uh, Control is definitely up there for me. Uh, you forgot to mention game. that it's a scary ass game. It is creepy. That, like it definitely play this scary. one with like a. a good surround sound system or good headphones because there's all sorts of noises and I don't know things behind you in this game there there are some voices <laughs> lots of voices in your head and they're from all directions that's kind of like uh what is it it's a newest sacrifice hellblade yeah, yeah. chocolate oh. still has nightmares <laughs> yeah he's yeah. like I think I'll be passing on control I can't be dealing with any more <laughs> voices still, in my yeah. head it's like <laughs> I'm still arguing with the ones from the last game I played. Got enough exactly. I can't. I can't evict them. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I agree. Though control control is a good game. Got to finish it. Check it out. I know. I need to. I got to finish a lot of things, dude. <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, control. Um. All right. Next, let's throw it over to another member of the community. Hello, this is Chester from the Cross-Atlantic Gaming Community. I've been asked to give my top five games of 2019. Now, I must say, these games didn't necessarily release in 2019. They're simply the games that I have played the most of this year. Coming in at number five has to be Pokemon Go. This is always on my phone. I kind of come and go from it uh, throughout the year. Sometimes I play it intensively, other times hardly ever touch it, but it's still there. And at number four is another mobile game not many people have heard of. It's called Orna, that's spelled O-R-N-A. It's a little-known RPG, GPS, a little bit of augmented reality. You can capture your local area, you fight monsters. It's got very much an earlier Final Fantasy feel to it. It's not... Uh, well, there is an element of uh, payments in it, it's only cosmetic, and it's certainly... It's certainly not a pay-to-win game. And at number three is The Division 2. I have had hours upon hours of playing this game with uh, the community. I've particularly enjoyed playing it with Chocolate. The time that his he disabled his own grenades, didn't realise he disabled his own grenades, and then complained for a night and a half is a particular highlight for me. And at number two, again, it's a very old game, but I'm still coming and going from it. It is Eve Online. My character, I named her after my wife. I used my wife's real name as the character name, and she is a bit of a pirate. So I'll occasionally drop into Eve Online. Somehow I've managed to accumulate billions of isk, and I just cannot spend it quick enough. And in at number one, I'm still playing it, although it's been out for a few weeks now, is Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Certainly it's the best game I think has came out of EA for some time. It's certainly not 
a finished game, but on this occasion I think it's just lacks some polish and hopefully that will be fixed with the future patches for the game. So that's my top 5 for 2019. I'm wishing you all a very happy 2020 when it comes. Alright, Jedi. Fallen Order. If this doesn't show up on some other lists here, then I don't know what you're listening to at this point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, good list. And so, hey, some mobile games in there. I'm a big fan of mobile games, so good list. I like it. All right. Time to hand out another award. Moose, what do we got next? All right. Um, I think I might have found this one, but we'll see who the winner is. Uh, best Spider-Man cameo this year. Remember, it can't go to Spider-Man on the PlayStation because that was last year's game. <laughs> <laughs> Do you call it a cameo at that point? <laughs> sure. <laughs> and the winner is Jedi Fallen Order. <laughs> That's, That's right. right. Go check out my Twitter feed. You will uh, see a Spider-Man crawling through the caves in Jedi Fallen Order. That's the only explanation I have, and I haven't gotten any other one so we're gonna stick with it what do you guys think i was surprised to see when you shouted that out and said there's spider-man there look i've got the clip i remember doing that level and then i remember seeing something just run by me right and i had no idea and you capturing it yeah just and it's ridiculous if you do go to moose's twitter definitely check it out um the first time I watched the video, though, I watched it. I was like, "Dude, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about." And then you gave me a timestamp, and I was like, "Yeah, yep, that was Spider-Man. I'm pretty sure." If I yeah. remember correctly, I want to say it's like 16 seconds. So yeah, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, you have to watch it and rewatch. You have to watch it a few times right. to get the whole because he does just crawl up round. It's it's literally for like off. one and a half seconds of frames, and that's it. Yeah. I, th- I do think you can Google because I'm sure I Googled it afterwards, and I'm sure Respawn mentioned something about an Easter egg and Spider-Man gotcha. okay. in the game. Um, but I, I would have never have bothered looking unless you spotted it. Right. So congrats on you. You you can accept this award on their behalf. Oh, well, I'll go ahead and do that then. I'd like to <laughs> thank um, everybody. And that's about it. <laughs> All right, let's talk about some more games. Moose. Yes, what sir. is next on the docket? This one's coming out the Switch. Um, Ooh, all this right. This is a game all three of us played and finished, I believe. Oh, go on. Go on. <laughs> Look at, listen to Bear, so excited. Um, Katana Zero is in my top five this yes! year. Hey, and I think we can all officially say that this is on all three of our top fives then. <laughs> oh, nice. Yes. Yeah, it was, it was also in mine. Game. Oh, the game was amazing. Absolutely hit all the right spots, didn't it? Yeah, it you know perfect length and time too is what about fifteen twenty hours to complete the game, and it, yeah, which is a a breath of fresh air, right? All these eighty hour RPGs that yeah. they put out now. It was or just three or four weeks for for me. <laughs> yeah, or yeah, right. <laughs> Beat it in a weekend. Took chocolate a few months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, this game. I mean, if you're into action platformers, which that's that's there's a lot of action, there's a lot of killing <laughs> in this game. Uh, but some of the powers you have that I think are worth mentioning, uh, you can slow down time. Cool, you've seen it before. But in this scenario, your weapon of choice is a katana, where you can be constantly hitting bullets back at your enemies. So that plays like a huge part of it. I think. That is probably my most fun thing that I would do in that game would be to bust into a room, 
slow down time, and just start smashing bullets back into the people that were shooting them at me. So fun. It was a great game. The art style was beautiful as well. It was 16-bit, but with that nice purple and... It's like cyberpunky. Yeah, I, yeah. And I didn't want to say cyberpunk because or I think I've mentioned cyberpunk. Like, yeah. It, it, oh, just it's neon just, colors on dark, you know, contrasting base. It, the game just pops. Yeah, it was it was really nice, and it had it had a nice little story to it as well, which was which was a nice surprise. The story come, was a little bit end. off the rails there, Bear. It was it was a little a little bit crazy. It, it, yeah, I but, mean, it definitely was, but when you kind of like take take a step back and look at it, it was like this dude is a contract killer, and it all comes together at the end, right? Well, you know, you figure, you know, after you, you beat the boss and everything, you figure everything out as far as w- the reasons why you were put under, right? Yeah, and, like, that's the cool thing that you're working toward because you're, you're taking these uh, contracts to go kill people and then you're getting rewarded with the... Uh, Kronos, I think was the name of the drug. Uh-huh. That um, sounds familiar. Right. And, like... So it's this drug that's keeping you doing their bidding, but it's also like your guy needs it. Right. So you keep doing these contracts to get this drug. And, and then it's, it's almost like, like his brain is wiped after every time he does something and he's got to go back to, you know, just get back normal. Yeah. And he's slowly just kind of piecing back together how he got the way he was. Right. So you kind of have that whole story element in the past going on while you were just trying to essentially stop anyone that has anything to do with Kronos is what they're having you do. Um, So I I think that's one thing you don't see a ton with these type of games that are just like these platformers where you're hopping around just murdering everything. You usually don't have like a decent story at all. (laughs) So uh, this was definitely a breath of fresh air and it played so well. And we were playing it on the Switch. It probably performs even better other places. But Is it on other platforms? Uh, I guess that was just me assuming. I don't remember. Uh, it may be. Fact check, I'll do that now. <laughs> but, yeah, and I, I like the layout of the game as well, where if, so if you get hit once, you're yeah, dead. it's I, one right? time, yeah, exactly. So the levels are made perfectly where they're all small enough where you could get maybe 15 seconds into it. It was kind of like trial and error, I right. guess. and uh, it's all done you, on a, a closed-circuit TV. It's basically... What the screens yeah, are. Yeah, exactly. And then like, once you, pass once you a do level, the perfect run, you get yeah, to watch they send it all. You a video. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it's also on Mac and Windows. Okay. So okay. PC. So you can play it on PC too. Gotcha. Cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Katana Zero, though. What a game. Beautiful. It's on sale now as well. Yeah. So if you listen to this now, I think it's on their uh, Nintendo's big, huge sale they've got at the moment, which probably runs till. I want to say till the new year. Yeah, and I think it knew it was twenty or twenty-five bucks, so I'd say you probably catch it around the ten-dollar mark right now. Yeah, and I would say even if it's not on sale, well worth buy it. Right. Twenty, twenty-five bucks, no doubt, for sure. Oh, definitely, it's worth that. It's basically a dollar an hour entertainment. So. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's the perfect Switch game because, like I said, the the levels are cut up to be like small, so you could like knock out a level or two, or like knock out a whole contract right. and have a perfect place to like set it down, come yeah. back. It's, it's a good pooping game. It is a great <laughs> pooping game. It, it <laughs> should have gotten an award for that. If it's not here, I'm going to be upset. Oh, no. I guess we'll have to <laughs> talk to the Academy for next year. Oh, <laughs> uh, too funny. But, yeah. All right. Katana Zero. We're obviously all big fans of it. 
Um, all right, hey, let's throw it over to another member of the community for their 2019 Game of the Year list. Hey, everybody, Rocker here, your resident achievement junkie of the cross-Atlantic gaming community. And I'm here to talk about my top three games of the year. Now, if you remember from my CAG voice debut earlier this year, I've been focusing on Metroidvanias this year. And it's no doubt that they encapsulated my top three games this year. Probably top five, maybe even top seven. But my top three games this year are Guacamelee 2, Time Spinner, and the vastly known title to all of you as Super Epic. Now, as I mentioned, all three of these are Metroidvanias. You have probably heard of two of them, one being Time Spinner from the Game Pass Roulette days, and the other one being Guacamelee 2. came out in January, so it's been quite a while, but a very, very solid game. While each very good in their own right in this genre, I think I would have to give it to Super Epic for the humor, uh, the parodiness of the gaming industry. Uh, because if you didn't know, you are a raccoon riding a llama taking over the evil, greedy corporation of pig executives that produce free-to-play games, the utter stool of the gaming industry. And, yeah, it's it's a fun time. So drop those first-person shooters, those 60-hour narrative story games, find the weird, grab the chivos, and let's play some games. All right, I think uh, it's safe to say that we i had never heard of that game no, <laughs> and I'm even after to... having it described i still have no idea what he's talking about i'm trying to look it up right now to figure it out <laughs> oh, i tried to have a look for it and i couldn't find it but uh sounds like a Rooker. lot of satire yeah, 16 bit it looks it looks pretty cool actually well hey I super did. epic that's what he said right super yeah, epic super epic yep. Okay, super epic. Uh, go check it out. I haven't heard of this one, and I love me a good Metroidvania. Right. So this one might be on, uh, in our library now. Thanks, Rocker. <laughs> thank you, Rocker. Uh, great list. All right, we have another award to hand out. Man, how many of these things do we have, Moose? Oh. What awards up next? Oh, let's see. Let's go with uh, the next category. Is going to be best game mechanics but with no game included. So, Bear, do we have many games in this category? Uh, we had one clear, distinct winner. Okay. Do you even need to open the envelope? I mean, <laughs> let's to make be honest. Sure. There was only one game. It was mentioned earlier. Right. Anthem, come on down. Well, don't even bother. No, they're still busy working there. on the game. We'll post it. Yeah, finish your game. Exactly. We'll, we'll send you... We'll, we'll mail you the award. <laughs> Oh, as soon as I heard Ladonian put it in his list, I was like, oh, man, we made a joke award about this. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> it had so much potential that first week or weekend. I just remember being everyone being so hyped, so pumped. Pretty sure that's where the garbage monster was created. It possibly was, I think. It 100% uh, I think. was. That was like 70 hours. <laughs> it was gross. You didn't shower for like a week. <laughs> it's just disgusting. <laughs> Uh, so congrats to Anthem for their uh, very prestigious reward. 35-hour slog and 34 hours that you did. Um, 
there's <laughs> there's nothing at the end of the rainbow, no pot of gold, right? <laughs> yeah, you can only smash your head against the same content for so long. <laughs> so, well, hopefully, <sighs> in 2020 is the year of Anthem, right? Let's hope. Anthem two. <laughs> no, they're still working on it. They they said it's not dead. They promise. They are not going to give up, no, no matter how many higher ups they lose from exactly. the company. <laughs> Game directors leave and uh, RIP. So, congrats on half baked games. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to you, EA. Uh, all right. Uh, let's get into another game that uh, we actually enjoyed this year. And maybe Anthem is actually on one of your guys' lists because that'd be pretty funny. Um, Chocolate, what's up next in your list? I guess. There can only be one game coming out at the beginning of the year that I'm uh, I'm going to talk about, oh, and that's what? Apex Legends. There is no way you yes. weren't yeah. going to the Apex Legend. There is no way this wasn't in your top five. No. I have to say, you know, last six months has been pretty rough. I haven't I haven't really been playing it, but that uh, that initial launch from Apex with what I think a tweet or an announcement, and an hour later the game was out. The game blew my mind. Right loved every second of it and the fact that i didn't have to build a god damn <laughs> fortress of solitude to try and win oh, so or jump out of a helicopter right bear or yeah i mean jesus you, you I, still I jumped out to save my life but they had that team drop ability so that you could just they did ride and- on coattails as you love to do and you can also pass the buck i i enjoyed that too <laughs> yep pass the buck and then blame them when everybody dies right exactly it was all my <laughs> landings you know rolled into one um but i love the game you know it had that titanfall feel the difference in legends you know drop in season two with the the map change as well was brilliant um they gave fortnite a run for their money at one point and uh they really did when that first came out and you had like the biggest streamers who as come to find out we're paid but still them playing it on like the day that it dropped it's just it's nothing we'd ever seen yeah no it's a great i think that's guerrilla marketing tactic tactic right all of a sudden just all the top streamers are just playing this game and you can go download it right now 100 percent. and i think i think from doing that to obviously fortnite took a big smash on the chin and Fortnite did what Fortnite does best and pinched, or borrowed, I should say, borrowed um, some cool mechanics from the game and then done their roadmap and took back what they had to do. But I think this is just going to only be better for the Battle Royale genre with Apex Legends and Fortnite kind of battling it out, in air quotes, to hopefully push better content to us. Well, I think Do we eventually just get a game of all the Battle Royales just... All the in best. a battle royale, yeah. Oh god, could you imagine? Yeah, but I think Apex changed gaming this year. You know, I think weren't they the first game that has a true ping system? I know that Battlefield had something similar. You can mark enemies, but you know, you can mark anything in this game. And I think yeah. everybody adapted yeah, could... that super quickly after it came out. They're like, "Oh, that's a thing. We can do that." And it showed up in just about every other game about a month later. B- Borderlands Three was a big one with all the pinging With, right that came out after yeah. it mm-hmm. i think um i saw someone was talking about this game and they were saying this is the best cooperative game that you can play 
without actually talking to anybody yep. whatsoever. You know, you use that ping system to yeah. mark your players, and you don't even have to talk to no. random. You can it's, call dibs. It's beautiful. Yeah, you can call dibs on items. You can call out different. You can tell people you need am a certain type of ammo, all sorts of stuff. That you know. Yeah, I think. I mean, that's when uh, Risky and I were playing a lot of um, Blackout at the time, and literally on the next um, update, all these features were part of the game. <laughs> It, uh, it, like the auto equip, I think came shortly after. Because right. that's another thing that they introduced is yeah. like if it's on the ground and you just hit it, like it goes right onto whatever gun it can go onto. Yeah, it was perfect. I think they streamlined so many things, and it, well, streamlined, simplified, and it was easy for me. I, I couldn't get on with uh, Blackout, but I got on with this perfectly. So very happy, and that's why it's in my uh, my top five. And you still have more wins than me, I think, and probably will forever. <laughs> so congrats! How many you got? Good, there? finally did it. I think I got like five or six. I I would have to. He lost track, dude. Yeah, I've got so many. I'm sure I'm in double figure. <laughs> double figure. <laughs> figure, yeah. Like the first or second double yeah, figure the that there is. Yeah, yeah, maybe ten, maybe teetering on eight and a half. I don't know. Anyway. I'm an Apex legend. We need to get That's back cool. into it. I haven't um, played since the new map, so I definitely need to check it out. Yeah, I'll, I'll be happy to jump in with you. Like I said, love that game. Love it. All right, Apex Legends on the actual <laughs> Apex Legends list. Imagine that. Makes sense. All right, let's throw it over to another member of the community. What is up, guys? Chaotic here with my 2019 Game of the Year list. Coming in at number 5, we have the PlayStation exclusive Days Gone. Visually an absolutely stunning game, but does get a little bit repetitive after a while. Number 4, we have Division 2. Fantastic game if you're playing in a squad, but it can get a little bit grindy at points. Number 3, we have Gears 5. Fantastic looking game and a fantastic multiplayer as well in this game. Number two, we have Pokemon Sword or Shield. It's not quite as strong as the originals, but definitely the best of the newer generations. And number one, no surprise coming from myself, it's Borderlands 3. By far the best in the series. The gameplay is super smooth in this game, and the gun mechanics are absolutely fantastic. So that's mine. Borderlands 3, surprise, surprise, game of the year for me. You can keep your isometric Metroidvania roguelikes to yourself, Moose and Risky. Personally, Borderlands for the win. Hope you've all had a great 2019. I look forward to hearing from you in 2020. Catch you later, guys. Superb. <laughs> Very nice. So uh, I'm pretty sure we all knew that was his game of the year before the game even released, right? Yeah, I, I've never seen somebody so hyped up for a game before it was even out. So. But I think it might have lived up to its hype as well, So, which I didn't see coming. No, I think that uh, it took, when I first played it, it took me by surprise. I, I still yet to finish it, which is bad on my part. The, I know, I know, but the game is, it feels good, it's fun, it's enjoyable. It's, yeah, it's one of the best co-op shooters out there for sure and probably best co-op loot and shooters to be fair the amount of loot in that game is just oh. immense to say the least yeah no a doubt. bazillion guns no that, that was just, it, yeah, yeah. It, a bazillion i think it's the right number it, exactly one bazillion <laughs> <laughs> all right thanks for that chaotic um 
All right, let's hand out another award. Moose, what's up next? Okay, um, this award goes to the most mischievous waterfowl. Bear? And your winner is the Untitled Goose Game. Quack, quack. The goose from the goose game. Imagine that. This game is so weird. I need to download it, but I'm wondering if it might not be a Game Pass roulette game, so I've kind of been holding off. Just hold off, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you might be looking at a, a winner here. All right. Quack, quack. All right. Let's get into some more games. Uh, who's up next? I'm up next. Let's. Ooh, what do we want to talk about? I think it's about time that we talk about some Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. I'm for oh, it. Oh, this game's so good. Yeah. Is this on anyone else's list? Yes, sir. I have it. Yep. <laughs> we did it. Our second three piece of the night. Um, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. What is there to say? It's a it's an action adventure game from the third person perspective. Do you need anything else? It's also my do? introduction to Souls like games. That well, it's definitely more of a Souls like if you uh, didn't play on baby mode. Oh yeah, listen, Sorry. baby mode was hard. Chocolate, I played on baby <laughs> mode with you. Don't worry. And speaking of Ladonian earlier, uh, I spoke with him over the weekend, and he's playing this on like super hard Jedi Master mode because that's what how he silly... enjoys his Star Wars games. No, said don't no do one it. ever. I was like, yeah, you're never gonna beat this, then, dude. So good luck with that. Like, at least run through it. If you know you're gonna do it on the hardest mode, do it right. on the easiest mode first, just and so then you don't go miss do the it. story. Because I'm getting ready to switch. I'm like at the end of the game, but I am getting ready to switch the story mode because I I finally beat. Are you the one up above it? Yeah, I I finally beat the, like the big animal thing in the cave. So. Okay. I've got like one more boss fight left, but Bear informed me that um, I'm pretty much screwed unless I go to story mode. So that may happen shortly. It, it is so hard. That final fight is tough on easy mode. Yeah, it, it got. She gives you a good whipping. It came down to a point where you couldn't just spam certain buttons right. anymore towards the end of the game, Kinda even like when you're on easy mode. Yeah. And that's how you know that, like, like, this is as easy as I could possibly be doing this, and I still have to actually be strategic about the way I'm playing. So I I can't imagine what this is like on the hardest mode. (laughs) Like, if you you don't time your button press exactly right, then you're dead. That's the way I assume it is. Yeah, Yeah, 100%. Other than that, I think it was a... It was a great Star Wars story, uh, especially with it being canon. Like, it just kind of fits in perfectly. But it's a new story, Uh, too. Yeah, completely new, completely uh, new characters for the most part. Yeah, BD-1 um, is my favorite droid out of all the Star Wars universe. So he, I think, and I think that's fair. And like He's Star awesome. Wars nails droids; right. like they're all so good. And BD-1, he very well could be the best one mm-hmm. ever. I do agree. I do enjoy it. I did um, get a bit frustrated with the whole, you know, the lockbox things. There's really no point to them. Yeah. Yeah, it felt very... I think I got halfway through and I was a bit like, well, I'm kind of happy with the my lightsaber. I'm kind of happy with the color of my droid. I'm happy with my ship. Meh. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, as far as side content goes, whatever. Uh, they could have just not Put done anything right. and I would have been happy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
but the story's good. I think the the voice acting and the casting, uh, I didn't have too many problems with. Uh, Cal, the main yeah. character, is just was only <laughs> tough for me because he's been in other things, right. and I can't hold that against him. Um, oh, he ugly, man. He ugly. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say it. Uh, my favorite character oh. was probably the uh, the pilot. Yep. I thought he was so well done as a character. Uh, the pilot of the ship that's flying you around. Yeah. But I can't remember he, he the name of at this point. No, no shit from anybody, did he? Yeah, he was old school. It was great. I did. Uh, I did really enjoy him. He he reminds me of a character, not a Star Wars character, but he reminds me of a a character. And I can't put my finger on it. He was such a grumpy Oscar the Grouch say, type character. Yeah, yeah, and it, it it was brilliant, and the way it kind of just fitted in with those three other. Or two other main characters was um, it was really really good, yeah. And I think that uh, just the combination of having these force powers, having a, a great story. The, the game looked like I played on an OG PlayStation, and I thought it still looked good. So I can't imagine what it looked like for PC or like Xbox One X. Oh yeah, it people. was gorgeous because it's yeah. in four K. Really good, and you know all those. I just love all the you know long out in the distance scenery scenes that you know all the different that skybox yeah exactly <laughs> when then you know all the different foreground background all the shadows everything's just popping it looks like a like you're just in that picture you know what i mean it looks beautiful you're fighting people with lightsabers right. throwing people off cliffs with forest powers it's just it's and it's star wars dude if you if you like star wars and you like that type of game there's no reason at all for yeah. you to not be playing this game even if you don't like Star Wars, but like you know Dark Souls games, this is one you shouldn't miss. Or if you like, uh, like the Tomb Raider genre, I think. Yeah. Or like Uncharted. Uncharted. That's kind of yeah. how I handled the game. You bet. Um, either way, say played how you story want. Story-driven games. Yeah, d- d- depending on the difficulty. <laughs> yeah, and that's sure. the the coolest thing about it is they, um, you know, they give you all those different choices as far as difficulty goes. So it's not like a Sekiro where if you can't beat the first guy, you, you might as well just trade the game in because it's not going like, to get any easier. You may never leave that right. intro area if you can't beat the first boss. Yeah. So, you know, this one has all, you know, the whole spectrum of difficulty so that everybody can enjoy it. Yeah. What a game. And we obviously uh, all here at Cross Atlantic Gaming think it's a great game as well. Good for you, Star Wars. It's, uh, well, the very last thing I'll say is... At a time in the Star Wars universe where everything seems to be so divisive, like as far right. as the movies go, I I don't hear a lot of people giving this game or its story uh, negative criticism right. at all. And, and that that's perfect. It's from EA, which is unheard of as well. Yeah, there's like what what just happened? <laughs> yeah. My mind is blown. EA made a good Star Wars game. It only took them what what was their contract for ten or fifteen years. <laughs> This this may have saved right. them from having Disney be like, nah, you're never touching any of our stuff ever again. <laughs> exactly. So. This is why they made a good game because the contract was up under the gun. They can go, da da. <laughs> look what we can do, and look what people will say about it. Good for them. All right. Next up, let's move into another community submission for game of the year. Harold Ben Kenobi here, and hey all you cross-Atlantic gaming friends. Happy holidays, and here's to 2019, another fine year in gaming. I don't feel the list of games I actually played is representative of the year. 
Heck, I'm still looking forward to playing Control, Modern Warfare, The Outer Worlds, and Void Bastards. I do miss the rush of multiplayer Blackout from last year, as I haven't got into Apex Legends. However, in the meantime, here are my top four of this year. The Division 2, Jedi Fallen Order, Ghost Recon Breakpoint, and Forza Horizon 4 LEGO Speed Champions. All that said, there's no question my game of the year is The Division 2 for a few reasons. First, I'm into realism and love the Tom Clancy universe. And second, I love and appreciate the amount of detail that went into recreating DC. From trash piles to looking down Pennsylvania Avenue towards the Capitol building to running missions in all the buildings, the detail is impressive. Happy holidays, everyone, and here's to 2020. Thanks to Risky, Moose, and Chocolate for cultivating this great community. Thanks. All right, Division 2. I think we could have seen that one coming. We all knew Ben loved that game. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I can't disagree with any of his points either. DC was a fun yeah. town. Um, DC, yeah, DC was a great place to, some of those missions. This to take place. And then I feel like at some point Ben actually went there because he sent us some pictures yeah, from DC. Right. He was like, I've shot people in this area. <laughs> like, Don't text us that, Ben. Exactly, yeah, especially when the government's <laughs> watching you and it's nation's capital. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you can't. Yeah, man, Division was a great game. Yeah. I think we all enjoyed it. it. It improved on everything from the Division One, I think, and it's tough to do that nowadays. I feel like it's improving literally everything. So yeah, Division Two, and they didn't I can dig you know, it. They they kept everything that was good about the original Division and improved upon it, as opposed to you know some games i.e. destiny 2 just decided to start over from scratch and have a terrible game for the first two years and then you know eventually go back to what they thought was good or we thought was good and exactly. now you can't get risky away from it Let's get it off of me <laughs> uh ben thanks for the submission but on to another award for the night what do we got moose all right let's see <laughs> this one is uh, going out to the best 1.0 paid beta launch. <laughs> so, <laughs> let's see who it is, Bear. And your winner is... Uh, oh, I thought it was Ampton. Sorry, it's Stadia. Wow. <laughs> can we play Ampton on Stadia? That would be... That's all I've ever wanted. I was going to say, can you play anything on Stadia? Is that like mm. true Inception? Yeah, exactly. It's a game inside of a game. Playing the half-baked game inside the half-baked gaming system. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh. So, yeah, congrats, Stadia. If you ever get your uh, thing off the ground and running, we'll get you this award. Yes, yeah. sir. All right. But thanks to Stadia, we got 50 more games, well, 50 games added to uh, to Xbox, didn't we? That's on the Xcloud, yeah. yeah. Xcloud, oh, thank you. Oh, Stadia's doing things. Here's contest, 50 more right? games. <laughs> Yeah. Gaming industry pissing contests are the best pissing contests because we all benefit from it. So no keep doubt. on keep on having your contests. <laughs> Alright, back to the games. Moose. Give us another one on your list. Alright, I'm getting controversial on you guys. I'm gonna do it. Uh-oh. This is um I'm excited. Expansion DLC material, but it's enough to uh count as a game to me. So Shadow Keep is in my top five this year. Hallelujah. (laughs) 
Uh, yeah, it's it's also in mine. If we if we weren't doing DLC, I will say after Ben's last little thing, uh, Division Two was right on the cusp for me. Right. But yeah, me too. It was in my honorable mentions for sure. It, it's tough to not give some praise to the expansion that brought us back. Brought you back. So I- Brought me back. Kind of never left. <laughs> nah. So go for me, it. Guys. But I was always just tell dabbling me, single me. player, and I'd finish the campaign story and be like, "Okay, well, I guess I'm <laughs> waiting till next season now." Guess I'm done yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't know there was a whole another game to play inside Destiny. Holy cow! So tell me about Shadowkeep. I have not touched this thing. I've got no idea. All right, I think I think Risky should explain it to you if he can. Is he around? Uh, um. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's. It's more Destiny. You know what you're getting at this point with these expansions. It came with a raid, came with a bunch of new missions, new weapons, uh, a thing called a dungeon. Which this is only the second one, um, but it's it's somewhere in between like a normal strike and a raid. So if you have a little less time, like I think we just beat it in it's like two hours or just under. No, we well it took us like an hour and a half for a long time, yeah. but we're 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 down to like 37 minutes now. Oh, uh, is our fast as time going through it so once you kind of learn them right uh, obviously it goes a little quicker but uh so it came with a new dungeon all the new gear new raids uh and then also the season passes which they've been doing for like a year now or something this is this is my first time jumping second expansion with a season pass second expansion with with yes so So uh, forsaken no after forsaken they had a season pass that wasn't included with forsaken uh, okay, so. so I mean that gives you kind of just something to grind for uh, all season, which is three months generally, right. kind of like all these other games that are happening right now. But Destiny finally has one, and I don't know if that's what it is. It's basically um, a battle it, pass, you know. Think of it along those lines. Exactly, just having something to strive for. Uh, but then you're obviously always just gearing up to do the highest tier content. If if you know what Destiny Two is, um, I would say you know what you're getting yourself into with Shadowkeep. There's more story. This story is about uh, the hive and us going back to the moon, this thing called uh, the Scarlet Keep, mm-hmm. I think. Yep. Um, and so there's missions based around that, the strikes based around that. Uh, you're you're kind of diving into the origins of Eris Morn's fire team and how they disappeared. Um, you're learning some things about the darkness. If you're into Destiny 2 lore, I think this is a really good dlc um yeah i think right now i I don't know if it's still on sale but they had it on every platform they called it like the catch-up pack or something like that and basically it was all the dlc up to season nine for 33 bucks or something like that so if it's crazy it's just it's it's such a good year for them because this is uh, they they broke off from activision right they introduced new light which is the free-to-play version of it um, armor 2.0 so now there's like more RPG elements with you actually tinkering with like your armor where it used to just kind of uh, drop and then you're just looking for maybe a specific uh, damage type or something like that now you actually slot in mods into each piece of armor and there's just so much you can mess with so much min maxing you can do if you're into that you can still uh, you can still hang if you're not into that too and it's just and they there's a lot of people playing it right now and uh, it, I've, it feels I'm like it. they have so much like weekly content it's hard to keep up with there's always iron banner or some sort of season of something going on or like it seems like every week there's some sort of activity going on on top of the regular game 
Yeah, and they'll give you their like seasonal roadmaps as well, so you know exactly what to expect when. Um, like it'll be like, hey, there's a new exotic quest that launches on the 17th of this month, mm-hmm. so people can kind of, in a limited way, get ready for something like that. Or if the first raid challenges are coming out, um, you can get ready for those. And it's just uh, they're doing they're doing really well. They won the was it best community or yeah, something at the game awards? Best ongoing game or best or best ongoing game? Like that. Yeah. And it's just, so I'm getting into it. But then even when I look at my Twitter feed, it's people that um, I've talked to casually or whatever. And like, I follow them, obviously. But it's it just seems like a lot of people are getting into it right now. And I don't know if that's because of Shadowkeep, if that's because of the new light stuff, which... Right. I think that's a great idea for them. You know what I mean? Just give so, 80 yeah. hours of free content before you have to pay a dime. Yep. And so even though it was DLC, and that might be controversial, like Moose said... Uh, just the amount of like new life that came into this game um, with Shadowkeep and all the changes that are happening or have happened then and are going to continue happening. It's uh, for sure Destiny's making a comeback. And if you're not playing it, hop into the free version, uh, hit right. us up, and we're always we're always down to play. Yeah, it's like Jesse never touched it, right? And now you can't get the needle out of his arm. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Or Shopa's another one. Yeah, there's a, yeah there's, there's We're a trying to get Dan playing. over there. He, he's a little hesitant. We need our need our ace in the hole. <laughs> yeah, for <a> PvP. <laughs> I got to get me yeah, that exactly. recluse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Shadowkeep, though. I'm down. Most deaf. All right. Uh, next up, let's hear from another member of the community. Hello, everyone. This is Viva La Sweeney from the Cross Atlantic Gaming Community. And my top five games of 2019 are, in number five, The Division 2. Really, really good loot and shoot. The graphics are sleek, and the combat system was really good. Pity I didn't get to do any raids this year, though. In number four, it's Europa Universalis 4, a game that I never thought I'd be into, but thanks so much a lot for getting me into it. I really enjoy it. In number three, it's FIFA 20. Does the FIFA King really have to say why that's number three? I don't think so. And in number two, it's a shock to me, is Apex Legends. A free battle royale with content coming out of its ears. What a game. Really enjoy it. And in number one, there can only be one this year. That's Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Really back to its its old roots with boots on the ground. Running and gunning. You can camp if you want, if that's your style. I really enjoy it. The content's coming through every every other week now with all the new maps. Um, I really recommend it if you haven't played it. Hope you all have a great new year and a Merry Christmas. See you all later. Peace. All right. The first shout for Call of Duty Modern Warfare. It's a good shout. The guy is a beast. I played with him the other night on a Gunfight. I mean, wow. yeah, it's, I mean, Dan Pod. Dan Pod's always posting clips. Oh, yeah. Did you see the one that he Popping was... Popping all the grapes. Yeah, smashing all the grapes. That's when he posted this morning. Just yeah, this cl- one just click the heads to win. I think is what he said. The caption. <laughs> it's the easiest thing ever. I don't know how we didn't all think of this. Right. Um, yeah, uh, this didn't make my list, and I don't think it made anyone's list. I made my honorable yeah. mention. Oh, I think it did. might be on somebody's. Maybe stuff. it did. Uh, yeah, it just it didn't make mine this year because uh, I didn't play it enough. I I hammered it hard for for one one weekend. That was that was that. Did you finish the campaign? Uh, no, I didn't. No, jeez. Ah, You're probably close, well, even if you just started it, because it's not long. Yep. <laughs> All right. 
Moose, give us another award. All right. Um, this year's Great Outdoors Moment. Tell us about that one, Bear. And this goes to the one, the only, Fortnite Today Black Hole. Today Black Hole, huh? Yeah, or maybe Fortnite 2 Day Black when Hole. When the internet lost its mind. Yeah, when all the moms outraged. If there was ever a better time to go outside, it was when the servers were offline for 48 hours. I can't believe they had the gehonas to do that. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. But, oh, unreal. And uh, props. We're making, what, a half a billion dollars a month? So in November, they had made roughly $4.5 million, or billion dollars. I think they could do without yeah. two days of stuff, and that just made a feeding frenzy when it came back. You know what I mean? Everyone was <laughs> hungry for more. Right. Even people that hadn't touched Fortnite in a year or two were like, oh, i got to check out this season two, see what it's all about. Man, brought in fishing and a new map. And <laughs> Carrying your, your teammates, yeah, right? Chucking them down oh, the mountain. I, I saw some great clips of people being <laughs> thrown to their death. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, good for you, uh, Fortnite. You win the internet. Yep. All right, let, let's talk about another game that made someone's list. Chocolate, we can go over to you. And, uh, yeah, what do you, what do you got? <laughs> Have a guess. Um, <laughs> Call of Duty. <laughs> there you go. All right. It is on someone's list. Woo! Woo! And I'm going to mic drop it. Um, God. So the game, I, I love it. Love the whole thing. Finished the campaign. And this is the very first game, I think, that has, for me, transitioned kind of game to movie. Do you know how you sit and watch a movie and you feel those emotions as you're watching that film? Um, this is what this game did for me. There was all types of emotions that you were cried, running didn't through, you? like a little girl. That's no different than any other Saturday bicycle. night, though, is it, Chocolate? <laughs> well, that's true, but um, this one hurt me in the feels. <laughs> okay. um, the game, the campaign is is outright. I can't spoil it, but there are three three certain moments. One. Uh, you, you're in London. Um, it's very dark. You're going through clearing a room. F- made me feel uneasy. Um, another one where you are going through your night mission and you've got your goggles. And I swear to God, Risky mentioned this a good few podcasts ago. It looks real. The the way the guys are moving it looks like helmet cam footage, dude. Oh my god! You know, it really makes you feel uneasy and. Um, the other one, there's an interrogation scene, which oh, yeah. gives you the option to leave. You should have left, huh, Bear? Uh, <laughs> do you know, I kind of want to go back and try and see what happens. I don't, you can't. Um, but, I'm pretty sure he forces you into the room. Oh, yeah. lovely. Um, <laughs> that, that would annoy me even more. But the story was superb. Um, and then you go on to the multiplayer, which people only play COD 4. And that is tight. It's brilliant. It's addictive. As I said, play 2v uh, gunfight mode with Sweeney last night. The whole thing is just, yeah, blows my mind. Love it. Absolutely love it. And that's from someone who was kind of on the fence with uh, Blackout. Did you get into any of the Spec Ops stuff? Haven't done Spec Ops yet. Haven't touched it. read or heard somewhere that it continues the story or kind of ties some loose ends together for you, but I haven't checked it out yet. Yeah. 
so I've heard the same thing. I believe it kind of just drops you in in a few bits in the story, or as you say, ties up some, right. some loose ends, or you continue on. I think you can. I think it's like a continuation okay. onto the like an epilogue where the new deal. game is going to be. You. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I haven't touched it, and I, I don't know whether I will. Only because multiplayer is so addictive. At right, the it's it's and hard. That's what's keeping me away from Apex. Yeah, because the last game mode that you were on too automatically loads when you load up the game, so you've got to basically quit out of it to load up something else. And yeah, all you gotta yeah. do is you know so, push enter match, and then you're hooked for the next four or five hours just trying to level oh, up. And, you know, get that yeah, kill death I, ratio they, higher than. 0.67 or whatever mine is at the moment <laughs> <laughs> mine was dreadful the other night um, I was playing with Rodan and he was like point, uh, no 2.7 oh my god good lord yeah he's he's a beast he is yeah but unreal chocolate you did work to those walls didn't you buddy listen those boys will carry me to victory yeah, those walls <laughs> didn't stand a chance no no I, I got a couple of good kills I, I missed the wall a few times and actually somebody got someone. in the way of your bullets. <laughs> exactly, they ran into him. Why did you run out in front of my gun? <laughs> stupid man, stupid. <laughs> but yeah, love it, it. it, love it. So that I said, it was, I'd say it's probably one of the better titles this year, especially for shooters. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm just curious as to how this would have fared on my list if it dropped with a, a battle royale. Well, like, would that being the main sticking point for me with the last Call of Duty? Yeah. It was kind of like if this had it, would I like? Would this be my crack at the yeah, moment? Would I have ever Destiny left? At all. Right. So it's crazy how it's something like they need to release it, and we all know it's there. Yeah, right. <laughs> it just needs yeah, to come it's been out. Data mined. Like yeah, yeah, all those uh the spec op missions you were talking about. Uh, apparently, a lot of those are part of the battle royale map, uh, as as well as the conquest maps, yeah, or whatever they're called. Yeah. You got it. I'm. St- I'm still surprised you haven't finished the the campaign. It's short. It, like I said, the story is mind-blowing. Absolutely mind-blowing. Yeah, I got to get through it, and I, I definitely will. I just didn't. And I don't know if finishing that campaign would have uh, changed it for pushed you. onto my list. Yeah. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Either way, definitely the best shooter I've played this year. So there's that. It's up there. Yes, sir. Faux show. Sure. Um, all right, we are done with community top fives. So... We, we will throw out our last gaming award of the night. <laughs> what is it? This one's pretty much a no-brainer. So um, we're just going to throw this to our favorite guy. Um, Mario's favorite brother award. You know, this has got to be our guy, right? The guy in green. Bear, who's the winner? Luigi. Oh, no. <laughs> Luigi can't even win an award in his own game? Oh, man. How, Hell no. How do you get snubbed? Dude, was he time? adopted or something? He had to have been. Such a terrible, terrible Gosh. brother. Nothing else explains it. <laughs> it Poor guy. Luigi's really gross, so that says a lot about Mario, too. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got to play some Luigi's Mansion, huh? Yes, sir. Download it. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> it's be, actually, so, uh, I, it's, while we're here, it's on my uh, my honorable mentions, but I, you know, I'd like to chat about it just a little bit. It's a, it's a great, fun little game. I wish it would have come out earlier in the year. It was what first week in December or something like that. So, yeah, it has not been out very long. Um, it's it it's kind of under the radar too, but it is really fun. And I've only touched the the story part of it, and I hear that all the multiplayer games in it in the Scream Carnival. I can't forget. I can't remember what they call it, 
but uh, it's a ghost-themed like carnival and amusement park type deal. And I guess the the multiplayer games in that are so fun. So um, made honorable mention for me this year. But uh, I suggest everybody check it out because it's it's a good. I'd say you know Pokemon came out this year, so I can't say it's the best you know Nintendo uh, first party exclusive this year because somebody probably firebomb my house. But it's up there for sure. <laughs> <laughs> awesome yeah uh, i definitely saw some people saying this was like low-key game of the year for a lot of people right so and it's safe for everybody or, you don't have to worry about somebody walking in the room and seeing something they're not supposed to or you know even when watching you kill somebody's there? kid and um and night vision <laughs> right there That's, i wasn't gonna spoil anything i have learned my you lesson you had a choice bear you didn't have to shoot somebody's child this got dark real quick after talking about uh, how family-friendly of a game this is. No, we're talking about Call of Duty right now. But, yeah, um, Luigi's Mansion, you know, the whole family can play. It's, I don't know, can't say enough good things about it, but it didn't make my top five. Right. They can't all make it, right? Unfortunately, no. And like I said earlier, it was 40 titles that, you know, I didn't finish all the games. Shame on me. Because that's impossible, right. as we've talked about. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> But, maybe uh, uh, maybe next year we'll do top 40s then, if you guys want. Yeah. I no. do have uh, <laughs> one more game in my top five that we haven't talked about, though. Uh, so do I. Well. Who, oh. who wants to go first? You go. I got, oh, you, you, you go. You, okay, I'll, t- I'll go. Okay, you go. Uh, and, and I know this won't be on anyone's list, uh, and it is another Switch game. Cabo talked about it earlier. It was his game of the year. It did make top, my top five. Um, Fire Emblem, Three Houses. I wish I could actually have a conversation with one of you about it. I started but I can't. it at one point sometime. There's a lot of dialogue. <laughs> I know that. Damn it. <laughs> uh, yes, there's a ton of dialogue. If you've played a Fire Emblem game, you know what you're getting at or getting uh, as far as like the combat goes. Not a ton of that has changed. Um, it's all turn-based, right? It's Yeah, so it's a, it's a turn-based, grid-based. Yeah strategy game right. i want to say because it's not like three dudes lining up on opposite sides of a screen and attacking each other it's you making Move strategic squares. moves right. um right and uh getting into position taking your shots that kind of stuff uh the actual game itself uh it's broken down into the combat that i was just talking about and then when you're not doing it's like a monthly battle it's like it pushes the story forward when you're not doing that you are a teacher at the Garigmach Monastery. Uh, think of it as like Hogwarts, I guess. Except for you're not teaching witchcraft and wizardry. You're think you're teaching uh, sword skills and bows and that kind of stuff. You're you're prepping your army uh, throughout the month to take on this battle at the end of the month. Uh, some things that you can do while you're there. Um, the one nice thing they do is they lay out your month schedule for you. So it puts up like a calendar and you can tell exactly what's going to happen on what days. So say that maybe a story beat, which will be a battle, will show up on like the third Saturday or Sunday, whatever day it is of the month. You know that you're going to want to do that. So maybe to prepare for that, you go to the monastery, teach some of your your soldiers, your students. They're kind of the same thing at that point. Uh, You might want to train them up a little bit and then go out. Um, you can also just roam around Garrig Mach. Uh, you can talk to all the different students, all the different, uh, teachers, 
Um, and you, you just get a, a lot of good dialogues going. You get to learn a lot about each character. Um, the one thing I didn't mention earlier is that very early in the game, you get to a point where you have to choose one of three houses. Um, and each house is going to have the seven or eight students uh, that are going to be different. They're all going to have varying personalities, different backstories, all of that. And when you pick a house, that's uh, those are the people that you're going to be dealing with throughout the whole game essentially you're going to be learning the story arcs of all these characters you're going to get and i can say this from first hand experience you're going to get super attached to a lot of these characters um is it permadeath and and that's the thing you can play it on classic mode classic mode makes it so if somebody dies they're dead (laughs) like out of the story uh for the rest of your 70 80 hour gameplay session it's nuts so how Um, how early in do you have to choose your house do you get enough information from everybody if you choose you know do you have to go around and talk to everybody in order to make that decision or yeah in my opinion you you can get a decent amount of knowledge before you get to make the choice uh for me it was definitely going to youtube mm-hmm. and pe- people had Tell like you, this is the advantages of this house this is yeah or even like here's like a minute clip of what each student is like okay. or, or something like sure. that um but I don't know better like this game has done something better than any game that I've ever played where it's made me care about uh, a handful of characters where if they're like in a battle or something because you're their teacher you're their mentor you're the person that taught them to do these things and like you chose how to level them and whatnot uh, if they do well or excel in a certain area that you pushed them towards it's kind of like I did that you're good at whatever you're doing <laughs> like, because of me it's, it's like and it's, kid. it's a, you're watching your kid perform and, and it Dude, a hundred percent. This I'm just prepping myself for childhood. This has to be. This no, has to be no, no. It'll be nothing but disappointment. No? Trust me. Oh, I should just stick I'm with kidding. Fire Emblem games and not have kids. Nah, you just got to see the humor and everything, and then you get ready for kids. Um, but yeah. So I mean, throughout while you're doing all these things, um, you your characters will bond together. Like if if they're battling close together, it might level up their support. I think it's called. Or if uh, you can you can have dinner with a certain amount of characters, and then like that group of characters will become closer, like friendship wise. There's not a lot of the old Fire Emblem games had uh, romancing as a thing. Like the last one I played before this, I think it was called Awakening, uh, and you would actually like it's kind of weird, but, but you would pick like couples, and they would get married, and if you got the supports high enough, they'd have kids, and then the kids would eventually fight in your army with you. Um, with this game, that's not a thing. So all the dialogue you're getting and all the stories, I feel like they're richer and deeper than just like a weird like uh, hookup story kind of thing. <laughs> Why do they have it, to put dating simulators in games? Like, who cares? Right. I gotta apologize. This, My neighbors have a hound dog or something. Apparently, oh. <laughs> so yeah, he's just going to town outside. <laughs> no, you're fine. Um. But yeah, man, I can't say enough good things about Fire Emblem. Um, and even I can't be, I think I'm 30 something hours through it. And I haven't even hit like what I've heard is like a halfway point where there's like a jump in time to when all the kids have aged and are older. And then you have all that story to play after that. Right. I heard each house story is like 70 or 80 hours long, right? So if you wanted it, to play all three houses, you're looking at almost what 200 hours of content two 200 ish hours Jeez. yeah um and that 
that's incredible. That's so much replayability for something that isn't like a live service game right. or something like that. Um, it's all there on the cartridge, right? So, it, yeah, exactly. So it's um, yeah. The thing I'm most invested in is the characters, and they do that really well. Uh, the combat. It's just kind of like been a staple of the series. All the games I've played, you know exactly what you're getting out of the combat, and it's it's the best uh, of its genre. Have you played um, the mobile Fire Emblem game? I did play it for a little bit. So if, if you don't know if you're if you don't know if Fire Emblem is for you, is that a good way to maybe check it out without spending any money first? Uh, yeah, sure. What I was gonna say is it it felt like too dumbed down okay. of fire emblem so it, it might actually be a good like first step sure. for like like the battles in the mainline games some of the terrain and like places you're going are like huge where with that one it was maybe like a 10 by 10 grid right. so you couldn't move around a ton couldn't that actually, uh, get advantages from different trains yeah, that the, kind of stuff. the fire emblem mobile game is what got me more interested into turn-based rpg games because i if it was turn-based before i'd just be like nope not for me sorry but now I, I, yeah, I downloaded it, it, that and started playing it and, you know, started leveling up my characters and all that stuff and kind of got hooked to it for a month or two. And so now I'm open to a whole new genre of games, which, you know, now I've played Octopath and all sorts of other little RPGs like that. So I'm happy for it. Yeah, man. It's a, it's a great game. And uh, go Black Eagles because that's the only house you should be choosing because they're the best. I would say something contrary, Eagles. but I have no idea what you're talking about, so... Go Eagles. <laughs> Slytherin. <laughs> Go Slytherin. All right. Uh, so we do have one more game, if I counted correctly. Yes. Yes, sir. One, two, five for chocolate. Overloaders. Nope. We got a moose. Right. And we got one more game on our list of 2019. Yes, sir. Uh, last one in my top five that we haven't discussed yet is uh, Borderlands. So it made my top five. Look Surprise. at you. I know, right? Yeah. Wow. Chaotic would be proud. I know he would. So um, I had so much fun with this game, and I had a hard time trying to get into I tried to do it. You know, I bought the Ultimate Remastered Edition of Borderlands, the first one, and I couldn't get into it. It was slow. It was boring. I just was not any fun to me. And then I guess what I should have done was start with 2 um, because I started that about six hours before 3 came out. And basically played <laughs> it wait. right up to drop day, yeah, and had so much fun with it and went straight into three and basically didn't play another game until I got to the final boss, and that's where I'm at. <laughs> You've been at the final boss for like three months. Literally, because I played the whole game solo, <laughs> and I can't beat that boss by myself, so, and I don't want, you know, I don't like putting people out, so I don't say, hey, you want to play a game with me real quick just so I can finish it, so. I, I guarantee <laughs> you that Soccer Craig and chaotic and yeah, Scottman and, and well, Scottman's yeah. also playing it. <laughs> All those Dude, they guys. would love to get you through it. So I'm calling you three out. You need to get Moose through this game. He's right at I'm the end. I'm literally right there. Help him cross I'm the finish line. The, the female twin sister, which I think is the, the last boss fight. If not, it's got to be close. Right. So <laughs> I don't remember, but yeah, I had a, I had a ton of fun with this game as well. It's definitely an honorable mention game for me. Uh, the amount of loot. Is just something that I'm so down with. And the story, um, like the writing in it is great. It's hilarious. Yeah, I definitely didn't laugh at a game more than this one. Right. 100%. Good. That's right, Bear. 
They did nail it. <laughs> I think he cut out. Yeah, I didn't know what he said. Yep, he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> he must have touched that microphone cord, huh? He touched the microphone cord, and <laughs> now he's gone forever. Oh, well. Uh, it, was, it was a nice run, Bear. It's fun while it lasts. So, yeah, um, I, I was surprised to have it in my top five, but, you know, I could wipe the smile off my face for six weeks, so I, it could could it not be there, right? Yeah, I, I put a I played the game pretty much straight through mm-hmm. uh, with all sorts of different people at different times. Uh, that was one thing the game did really, really well. the The drop in, drop out, right. the leveling is, is the best. The best in games no for sure. Even like, like unfortunately, it, it, you could play ahead in the story, so it could spoil things for you if you were playing with somebody that was a higher level with as you, yeah, as we may sure could. know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was there, and. Um, <laughs> But it, it scales to every level. So even if you jumped in playing the game and whoever you're playing with is at the last boss fight, you'll start out at level one and fight the the boss at level one. Yeah, and that's great for people who like wanted multiple characters and stuff too. Right. You, if you blasted through the game and somebody else was like halfway through, you could just pick up a new character, like one of the four classes, right? Uh, and just go at it again, and just no issues, dude. It was so smooth. I didn't have a bad experience linking up with friends to play that game. It's yeah, yeah. That's, they did real well with it. For they sure. vetted it out, you know, as far as the matchmaking and the multiplayer aspects of that game. Because I don't remember any crashing. I don't remember any glitches. I don't remember anything like that. Do you guys? No, I don't. They've um, the, only, the thing that's sticking in my head at the moment with Borderlands is how they keep trying to drag you. I say try to drag you back in is the wrong word, but how they're pushing these. Uh, your keys, your vault keys, your mercenary heads, everything. Right. These last couple of weeks, I have just seen shift code upon shift code upon shift code just dropping almost every day. And I'm going to keep turning them in even if I'm not playing yeah. at the moment. And that's been happening since, what, a week or two before launch? No, actually, it started in July. Those, the shift codes they started dropping for Borderlands 3. And like you said, get all them golden keys. Yeah, I mean, I've got like 100, I'm sure, by now. And I still haven't finished the game. It's, right. Um, Just oh, keep God. stashing it away in your little your little winter chest there, Bear. 100%. <laughs> this is one of my honorable mentions, and so was The Division 2. Both these games just... Right, I the loot couldn't, and shoot I, kings, right? Yeah, well, I'm not a massive loot and shoot person, but Borderlands always, the writing is, as you guys have mentioned, top-notch. Um, right. And the Division, I, I don't know, I've had a soft spot for The Division since Division 1, so... And just the creativity just, in Borderlands as far as what they come up with for oh. guns. One gun, you know, a gun, a whole gun line that when it runs out of ammo, you throw it and it becomes a, a grenade or a heat-seeking missile or, oh. <laughs> you know. And if you have certain ones, the first time, I think I was playing with Bacon Cheeseburgs uh-huh. from the community, and he he was like, is your gun laughing at me or making noise? <laughs> I had thrown my gun and, and he was like, oh, it was ouch. I think it was saying ouch. So like every time it hit the ground before it exploded, it was like, ow, 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 ow. And then it just exploded. And I was like, that's hilarious. Right. It's so good. It, they definitely Ugh. don't take themselves too seriously and they bring a lot of things Not from at all. pop culture into the game. You know? Oh, yeah. Right. And then the and they took the pinging system like we right. talked about earlier. Yeah. The... Uh, didn't they also have a unlimited slide like in Apex as well? Yeah, if you were on a hill, you could slide from. If you were miles. on a hill, yeah, <laughs> awesome. yeah, that was something else I noticed. <laughs> I missed <It's>, that one. 
And also they had like slide perks. Like at one point when I would slide, it would shoot like flaming wheels that if it hit an enemy, they would explode. Yes. Yes, every time you slid, they'd pop out and fire at people. It's like they had just like a bunch of eight-year-old boys in the room, and they're just like, okay, what would be super cool? And they just made a <laughs> list of like a million things. You're like, there's our game. We're good to go. Yeah. <laughs> we are done. <laughs> nice shout. I like it. Cool. That's a good one. All right, so uh, now it's time to put these in order. Just so I mean, we obviously just talked about them there. We shared a lot of the same games. Uh, but for those people that love lists and want to know exactly what the orders were, uh, Moose, what was your order starting from five going to one? I'm going to break the rules and start with a couple honorable mentions first. So like I said earlier, Luigi's Mansion, check that out. The only reason it didn't make my list is because I started playing it last week. Um, another honorable mention and you guys in the UK are going to kill me, but my favorite sports game this year was NBA 2K20. I know, sorry. That was your therapy game. It was so, yeah, it was. Anytime I got too worked up in the Dark Souls games or got too scared in control, I just, you know, (laughs) put on a nice, easy game with the Denver Nuggets and the moose would drop 40 on somebody and feel better about myself. (laughs) (laughs) So that's an honorable mention. My last honorable mention goes out to uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 on the Switch. Um, I know we all hit it pretty heavy and then hit a wall. (laughs) <laughs> never went back Doctor Strange you <laughs> son of a bitch <laughs> but uh, that game was so much fun just you know just the uh, all the Marvel hype and being able to play what is it 30 or 40 different characters from Marvel and all the yeah, power probably ups probably even more and, yeah, now right yeah they have they're dropping DLC characters like every two or three months so um, that's my honorable mention let's start out with the top five now uh, number five Katana Zero um, number four is going to be Shadow Keep. Number three, I have Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Number two, Link's Awakening. And yes, Chaotic. Number one, Borderlands 3. Yeah! Woo! Yes! So, there's my top right. five, boys. Been a good year. Bear, yeah. let's hear your list. Right, I'm going with two honorable mentions. Borderlands 3, Division 2. Could have got in there, but here we go. Right, five. Gears 5. Four, Katana Zero. Three, it's Apex Legends. Two, the Star Wars. Numero Uno, of course, it's COD. Hey, all right. I I don't know if I would have guessed one was your COD. COD was your one. COD is my babe. That's what he's been COD playing. COD is Bay, yeah, for sure. COD is Bay. For now, but you know Bear. He's got for, a flavor of the week. You've got to keep your fingers in many, many pies. <laughs> Get your fingers Uh-oh. in places again, Bear. Yeah. That must be another thing that doesn't translate yeah, that's, well. that's not a thing here. <laughs> oh. I love you so much. <laughs> All right. My top five for the year. Uh, my two honorable mentions. Division two. That just... That was a last-minute snub because I didn't know if we were doing DLC. Once we were doing <laughs> DLC, I was sold. Yeah. Uh, D- Division 2 and Borderlands 3, for sure. Um, number 5 for me, Shadowkeep. 4, Katana Zero. 3, Control. 2, Fire Emblem Three Houses. Number 1, Star Wars Jedi. Fallen Order for me. <sighs> you, the more I learn about you, the more Star Wars nerd I, I find out, right? You'll come to love me eventually, Moose. Yeah, I know. I thought, you know, you, you just scratched the surface on Star Wars, but I think it goes deep with you, like my wife. 
Maybe. It's, it's <laughs> we can a really talk good about game, it sometime. Though. It's, you know. I loved it. I think that's the thing. If Star Wars didn't take place in Star Wars, it would have got beat out by some stuff. Yeah. But having that extra, that coding of Star Wars, uh, it's tough to not sell me on that. Yeah, I, you know, I can't blame you for that one. So I think we all have some pretty good top fives this year. And like I said, it. I went, when I went out to do my research for my top five, I thought this was a down year in gaming, but it wasn't. There were some great games. After you sit down and actually talk right. about it, it's like, hey, it wasn't that bad, was it? It wasn't bad at all. And, and that's not, like, to be fair, there's a ton of games I'm sure we didn't get to play. I started Death Stranding, didn't get far enough through it right. to uh, put it on the list, I guess. Uh, Man of Medan, I haven't touched yet. The Resident Evil 2 remake, I haven't right. touched yet. Like, there's there's so many games out there. Yeah. Tons of games. It's tough. And we, we didn't even scratch the surface on that are winning yeah, awards or, other places that, you know, kind of perks your your interest and says oh wait why maybe i shouldn't have missed this one kind of like control right exactly or or sekiro maybe well if it wasn't the hardest game (laughs) in the world i would have liked it more yeah i should probably (laughs) just go ahead and buy another copy of that huh you'll get it (laughs) you'll never beat that game (laughs) i might get through like one more boss or something (laughs) we'll see anyways uh shout out to everyone that contributed participated yeah uh whatever for this game of the year episode you guys are great yeah, we um, love the community engagement it's it's key to our success yeah and if this uh is something that you think you might be interested the next time around just keep it in mind and when we send out a memo about it hit us up get yourself in here right uh we love hearing from you guys and even uh if you weren't part of this episode hit us up on twitter or in discord let us know what your top five games of the year are um I'm always super interested to hear everyone's games. Like Dauntless was a number one right. game. I heard that. Yeah, yeah, it's strange. I heard some mobile games on some lists. Like we got, we're all over the place, and I love it. But it's all games. <laughs> Game, all games all the time. So love it also, so um, I didn't talk to you guys about this, but if anybody's passionate about a game coming up or anything that's coming out this year, or think you'd be a good guest host and have you know a decent microphone and the time to do it. Let us know because we're always looking for more guest hosts and better ways to make content. Not that we don't love the ones that we have. No doubt. (laughs) (laughs) We want a nice big pool of people. That's right. And that's, I think that's what we want to kind of focus on next year is if if you're super passionate about a game that's coming out or, you know, kind of how um, chaotic was with Borderlands. Unfortunately, it didn't work out with his schedule this year because he was, he was in my neck of the woods when the game was released. But, uh, you know, if you're super stoked about a game or know a whole bunch of information about something that you could teach us something, you know, please let us know. Hit us up. Yeah, for sure. So thank you to everyone. Um, I'm not going to even plug this show up, really, because you guys know where we're at. If you tuned into this episode, right, you're the best. We have links for everything down in the show notes. If you want to get a hold of me, I'm at Risky the Kid everywhere. Chocolate, how about you? Chocolate bear, everywhere. Moose. Moosenstein, 8314, all places. All right. Here's to 2020, guys. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in this week's episode of Cross Atlantic Gaming. We'll catch you guys next week for an all-new episode. Goodbye. See ya. Happy New Year, guys. 2020, baby!
I really love it when they drop the ball in Times Square. It's a nice <laughs> reminder of what Bear did all year. Ooh. Just kidding, Bear. You don't drop the ball. <laughs> I, oh, God. <laughs> my friend asked me where I would see myself in the new year. How would I know? I don't have 2020 vision. God, where are you getting these? Oh, wow. You want more or you want me to stop? <laughs> no, I want you to keep doing it. Because I, yeah, you're good. Uh, let's see. All right, one more. My resolution was to read more, so I put the t- subtitles on my TV. <laughs> <laughs> and the last one of the year. Knock, knock. Who that? Who's the Abby. Abby who? Oh, God. Abby New Year, everybody. Nice oh, one. Jesus. 